1: I am John Hannigan in studio for Fish Talk Radio, and we have Jason Grepp on the line with us that's going to be helping us out uh, in the first uh, few minutes of the program. Jason, welcome to Fish Talk Radio.
2: Thank you very much. Appreciate being on here. Well,
1: we sure enjoy talking to you, and what a life. You know, everybody says, well, it must be nice to be able to sit in the radio and talk about fishing, but I'd rather have your job. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's not so bad. I'm out on the lake right now, slaying oh, yeah. uh, in well, Large Mouth.
1: That particular lake, I don't know if we can talk about it because it's uh, top secret and very exclusive. But one of the most awesome bass lakes, probably anywhere in the world, for uh, for good reasons. But Jason is out at Alisal in Santa Barbara County, a, in his own little private place at the Alisal uh, Guest Ranch. But Jason, we're going to be talking. Uh, Well, let's start off. We only got about a minute, but we're talking about you and I getting together and putting some trips together for next year, and we would like to get some interest on people and where they might want to go. And then I think in the first segment, then we'll be talking about uh, bass or whatever you want to talk about, because even though you're a professional guide and you specialize in bass, you do a lot of stuff in a lot of places. So when we get into it, we'll talk a little bit about some of those places that you're going to. All right. Sounds uh, good. Uh, beautiful day today, and let's see, we have uh, uh, just about a minute, but uh, first of all, before we go any farther, and we're going to ask you a couple times the, how to get in touch with Jason. You have a website, which is?
2: Uh, breakwatertours.com.
1: Okay, and breakwatertours.com, and we're going to be talking about doing some trips to Mexico next year, one of them. I think we've got set for September, which will be a Marlin scramble. So if you like to play golf and you like to uh, catch Marlin, we'll take care of you on that one for sure. But uh, we're going to be coming back for you. We're going to take a quick break, Jason, and we're going to get right back into it. And I don't know what we're going to talk about. We never really do plan anything out, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. So you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Stay tuned, and we're going to be right with you. Are you ready for a whale watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year, and there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express.
0: Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISHRAP. That's 877-FISHRAP.
3: So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, Did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it, but you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com.
1: John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to start off with Jason Grubb from Alisal Ranch, the uh, resort in Santa Barbara County that just happens to have one of the finest bass fishing lakes probably in the world, and the reason for that is because Jason's the only one that ever gets to fish it, and he puts everything back <laughs> and makes sure that, uh, that it's well maintained. Jason, thanks for coming with us today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on.
1: But uh, let's start real quick about your day job and where you work most times, which you're taking people out and letting them catch, you know, all the fish they can ever imagine.
2: Yeah, I do a lot of guiding in Santa Barbara County uh, at both Alice Guest Ranch, which is private water. We have our own private bass fishing lake. Uh, I'm the only guide there, and it's locked for the guests of the ranch only, so the fishing's just phenomenal. We average between 30 and 50 bass in a three- three to four-hour trip. Very good. (laughs) Yeah, it's not so yeah. bad. And then I also guide Lake Cachuma, which is in Santa Barbara County, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic bass fishery as well for
4: both right. largemouth and
1: smallmouth. Well, I know you travel the world uh, taking people on trips and guiding people and organizing trips, and I know you do a lot more than just bass, but can you give me an idea about maybe your top three bass lakes that you've ever fished?
2: Wow, that's quite a question um you know there is such a difference between all the bass fishing lakes that you go to from mexico to california to florida um and and especially private water and i mentioned private water because some of the best lakes i've ever been on are private um unfortunately some of them are tougher to get to but one public one that's amazing, and I actually host trips and organize trips down there, is Lake El Salto, Mexico, which a lot of you listeners have heard of. It, it is world-famous um, and, and probably the number one bass fishing lake in the world as wow. far as size goes. Hmm. Um, they just produce consistently big, big bass. Um Another little lake that's a gem is down in Orange County, California, called Lake Mission Viejo, Hmm. which not a lot of people have heard of it, partially because it is private. But it made the front cover of Bassmaster Magazine when it started producing 20-pound bass. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, it's a very interesting little fishery because they stock 2,500 pounds of rainbow trout in it every two weeks.
1: (laughs) And guess what that is? It's, It's not for the anglers, is it?
2: No, no. These huge bass are feeding on rainbows, and they're just growing uh, it to be just huge fish. And uh, I have a buddy of mine that just pulled an 18-and-a-half-pounder out. Uh, Last season, they pulled a 20-pound 2-ounce. So there's some pretty serious rumors that this lake may produce the next world record. It's well on its way. So a lot of these people are really looking at these lakes that have the possibility to produce the next world record. And most of them have to have an
4: extremely
2: strong food source for these fish. Uh, Lake El salto they commercially fish it for tilapia. So these bass are feeding on tilapia down there and growing Mm -hmm. huge. And then Lake Mission Viejo, of course, is is rainbow trout. And a lot of the other California lakes are stocking rainbow trout, which are are just, you know, with our weather being warm most of the year and, uh, you know, consistent food coming to these fish it's it's producing some pretty amazing fishery
1: Mm -hmm. well two quick observations one el salto i think part of the reason that it's so uh is such a great place is because of its location it's not that easy to get to and most of the people that are that live in the area the indigenous are not all that excited about catching fish and throwing them back so it kind of doesn't get a lot of pressure is that right
2: yeah, it definitely limits it. Um, it's about an hour and a half inland from Mazatlan. And uh, so usually people aren't going to just drive to the lake and fish it. You need to be organized with a right. lodge or mm-hmm. a travel agent like myself to, to get you there and tell you how to do it, set you up with the guide. So everybody who fishes mm-hmm. it is is guided only who really respect the fish. Um, and they the locals are commercially fishing for tilapia. They don't want the bass. There isn't really anything they can do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they might feed their family here and there, but they're interested in the tilapia. Mm-hmm. And so the owner of the lodges down there have really given back to the community to help them out, you know, with their businesses to help with his as far as because he, he wants the bass. They want the tilapia. So right. it's been a really good system down right. there uh, to keep everybody
1: happy. Something that you mentioned also about the food supply. Uh, we had Bill Shed on. Last uh, I guess it was last week and we we're talking about uh, the, some about the uh, life cycle of fish and how long they live, and you know we'd mentioned dorado or mahi mahi depending where you come from. or in Florida; it's a dolphin fish, and I guess at uh, Sea World or Hubbs Institute, they his dad took a uh, a fry from a dorado, uh, which was you know just uh, you know what four or five six inches long or something like that, and they kept it and fed it pretty much whatever it wanted uh, to eat now normally to go from um, an egg to 20 pounds they can do that in two years so they you know they do grow quickly but this one in particular that they verified within 18 months it was 67 pounds so i think that what that tells us it's there's a lot more to the size of the fish than how long it's been in the water
2: yeah, you know, that's a great point. And, and they've done a lot of studies on bass as well on that. And mm-hmm. I've talked to biologists that have studied uh, 10-year-old bass that are only a pound, mm. and they're just not getting the food that they need. Mm-hmm.
4: Um,
2: you know, where some of these bass can put on a lot of weight each year, especially the ones that are down in rainbow trout. And, uh, you know, a bass will eat anything they can get their mouth around. So when they are given those foods. Um, they can really pack on the pounds quickly, and I've I've seen a, a four or five pound bass swimming around with a two pound trout hanging out, of their <laughs> mouth. and they will actually digest the first half of the trout and swim around with the tail hanging out of their mouth right. while you know while they put down the first half and then the second half put
4: down.
1: It's right, you know I don't want to I don't want to delay you, but I, that reminds me of a real quick story, if you don't mind, about the bass angler uh, that showed up for uh, uh, at the lake, and he. Uh, um, he ran out of bait, and he was looking around, and he saw a snake in the water with a frog in its mouth. So, you know, he, he was able to snag the, the snake, take the frog off, and he's got the snake in his hand, so he goes, now what do I do? He goes, well, I don't want to get bit, so he took a little bit of his Jack Daniels, poured it down the snake's mouth, uh, put it back in the water, and he was out uh, uh, using the frog to catch fish. Well, about three minutes later, he felt a little thing around his feet, and here was the snake back with two frogs in his mouth. <laughs> Oh sorry about that. I was terrible, <laughs> but but uh anyway um we're gonna have, let's again uh we're gonna have to talk uh, some more because we're running out of time. I wasted all your precious time, but the uh, uh talk a little bit more about bass now, I know that you'd go to a lot of different places, and this is kind of a wild question, but other than bass, what is one of your top favorite fishes to catch?
2: Oh, outside of bass uh probably white well that's still a bass why well, i was going to say white sea bass but mm-hmm. that's outside a large mouth um you know steelhead is a pretty uh, amazing fish to go after mm-hmm. and uh, this is the time of year when we start thinking about that
1: mm-hmm. and
2: i'm going to be going on a steelhead trip here in the beginning of november or is that in the
1: pacific northwest
2: yeah it's up on the trinity river mm-hmm. um up in california is where we're thinking about going mm-hmm. so uh you know this is a time of year where you can really take advantage of some of those fisheries when these big you know sea run rainbows start coming back up and it's, it can be pretty exciting so right um you know and then you know you're trying to get me away from bass here but i was going to mention the peacock bass oh yeah on the amazon mm-hmm. it's such a unbelievable game right. fish um right. this ferocious top water and
1: you know you mm-hmm. he, he basket up to 20 pounds well so. i was i got some in, in panama and lake in lake catoon but and then also apparently they planted them in florida and in some of the canals you can get them but i think the ones you're talking about are the ones that get big and these other ones are kind of a smaller strain but yeah that's apparently one of the most sought after game fish there is
2: yeah, and there's a lot of different species of peacock bass. There's mm-hmm. quite a few, and and even when you're out on the Amazon, you have to try and figure out which one you caught because there's there's a bunch of them.
1: Uh huh. And well, of course they what, they all have a little blue spot on their head or on their side.
2: Yeah, depending if it's male and female. And um, I know there's a I'm, I'm blanking out on her name, but there's a okay. woman who's trying to break some records right now on okay. peacock bass.
1: Well, we'll track her down.
2: Yeah, and she's trying to. She's having trouble figuring out
4: which species she's catching.
2: Got it.
1: Okay. Well, it looks like we have finished it up, and it's BlueWaterTours.com, correct? Breakwater Tours. BreakwaterTours.com. I'm sorry. Okay, BreakwaterTours.com. Check out Jason, and let's go fishing. Thank you, Jason. You're listening to. Fish Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to... The
5: Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805- 383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Near shore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean modern boats with professional friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep sea adventure by calling 805-
6: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world-famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez... Playa del Sol and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
1: Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Achuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle skiff or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember.
0: World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value, and without the hustle of other parts of Baja on the white sand beach with Esprito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events on the web at coastofbajaresort.com. It's a
4: beautiful day. What do you say? Let's go fishing. Smooth as fast, we might catch a sunny, we, we might catch a bass, oh what do you say, what do you say,
6: what do you say, let's go fishing, come on, let's go fishing.
1: Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and what an interesting subject. We're going to talk to Jason a lot more when we can, uh, and remember that Labor Day's is coming gone, and uh, winter's coming on, but that <laughs> doesn't mean it's time to put your fishing gear away. He was mentioning about the steelhead, of course, and their best time to catch them was actually when there might even be some snow on the ground. So keep, keep that in mind. We're going to see if we can track a couple other people down as uh, we do. Let's see if we can get somebody on the line with a cell phone. I think we want to – Scott Brown from Chrysler. I'm anxious to talk to him because they've got a new uh, vehicle with a, uh, uh, a diesel engine that, that's coming out real quick. And uh, – no, right now. I'm sorry about that. And uh, so we're going to see if we can track him and down do that. But unfortunately, he's on the phone talking to somebody else right now. So we're going to keep going. One of the things I would like to mention, and we'll do that once or twice because I always forget, is Fish Talk Radio and Real Fun Adventures are almost one and the same. Real Fun Adventures, we like to do hosted trips. We have one coming up at the very beginning of November. It's the 3rd to the 7th. It it is going to be in the East Cape, which is in southern Baja, uh, right on the Sierra Cortez, north of Cabo San Lucas, and in my mind, one of the finest fishing areas in the world. Again, we're not talking about just as good as far as value and what's available to you. It's got to be one of the best areas anywhere to fish, and we have a trip, and it is six hundred and forty-five dollars which includes four nights accommodation, two days cruiser fishing, and then, of course, we got some other prizes and some other stuff going on. So if you're interested in that, the best way is to just let me know um, at uh, uh, john at fishtalkradio.com. I'm sorry? Okay. Right now, we're going to go to Channel Islands. We have uh, a very dynamic angler lady amy and she is at channel island sport fishing and it's been a great year amy give us an idea uh well first of all channel island sport fishing has to do with the santa barbara channel islands right off our coast that's right and it is a tremendous fishery let's you know if you want to take a minute or so and go back to what uh you know what the year has been like but it's a long ways from over
7: yeah it is um the fall can often be some of our our best times to get out and fish Mm -hmm. Um, and it has been an exceptional year. Uh, we had some great numbers of sea bass and yellowtail come up, a couple halibut here and there, just, you know, monsters. So it, it has. It's been a great year so far. Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not yeah. all. There's, You know, it's, it's been great weather-wise, too, as well. Um, it, it's it been nice.
1: Well, yeah, nice as far as weather, as far as fishing. But this, the Santa Barbara Channel is interesting because they're You don't always know what you're going to get when you put your line in the water. They have, uh, you know, the the currents that come from the north and south. They kind of meet right at that area, right at the the in basically the center of California, where it starts cutting uh, to the east. And the the channel itself, you know, with the islands, it's a very interesting and unique area where you can find a lot of different kinds of fish. And uh, it's and of course a lot of them are seasonal.
7: Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, we're, we're very lucky to have the, the islands right here in our backyard and, and have the opportunity to fish them whenever we want to. Um, and, of course, you know, just makes for great scenery. Doing.
1: Okay. Well, and right now, if you want to go down out there, you have plenty of boats available. And what is it we're fishing for these days again?
7: Uh, right now there's been a, a lot of rockfish still. Um There's still some sea bass biting, some halibut, some yellowtail, uh, and then we have lobster season starting on the 28th, so we're really looking forward to that as well.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. You can get on the boat and actually catch your own lobster.
7: Yeah. And
1: and you do that uh, in the evening, right?
7: That's right. Yeah, that's right. They leave at 530, come back around 11.00. Uh, and it's, it's really a lot of
1: fun. Yeah. So get your uh, hot coffee or hot chocolate or, or whatever else you need to keep you warm. Hot toddy. Hot <laughs> toddy. I didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, g- best thing to do, of course, is to get online and check out. And you might get lucky and give a call at 805-area-code. And that is two one six one two, And talk to Amy, but is it ciscos.com? Is that correct? Yeah, that is. That's correct. C I S C O S. Yep, that's it. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank and let's go you. lobster fishing. Talk to you soon. All righty. Okay, we are going to go now with Scott Brown. And Scott has another one of those jobs that everybody likes to have. Uh, he represents the Chrysler Jeep products. And we were talking the other day, Scott, if you don't mind a little about uh, about some of the new things that are coming out for 2014
8: yeah hey John how are you
1: uh, it just keeps getting better
8: <laughs> um, yeah lots of great stuff from us um, you know today I'm out at a at a ranch and uh, we've got the media out we're showing them the new trucks ram trucks for 2014 and one of the big things that we're showing is a, is a light duty diesel um, in the ram 1500
1: And the, you know, one of the things that's been happening recently is everybody, well, the price of gasoline, of course, is, it hasn't gotten any better. And, you know, driving an SUV or a pickup is becoming, it's like, you know, it used to be, you know, there was something if you owned a farm or you had a use for it. But almost everybody, and I, you know, SUV has become the... The car of choice for soccer mums, uh, for uh, anglers, for boaters, and you know, it, uh, uh, um, so it's, it's ubiquitous. So, have they been able to do anything to increase the mileage on any of those?
8: Well, yeah, and that's another thing. Where for, for 14, we've got a, that same diesel engine that we're putting in the Ram trucks, we're putting in the Grand Cherokee. Um, and, and behind that, you've got an eight-speed automatic transmission. And so, you know, you're getting, you're getting mid to high 20s on a, on a full-size SUV wow. um, from, from, from a fuel economy standpoint. And a Grand Cherokee, it'll tow a 7,200-pound trailer. So, um, and the Ram diesel, the light-duty diesel will haul up, haul up to a 92-pound um, uh, trailer. And, again, you're talking mid-20s. Um, uh, from a four-wheel drive truck uh, wow. with a diesel engine, and you know it wasn't too long ago that if you if you wanted a, a capable SUV or a capable pickup truck, you know your fuel economy is going to be in the teens at oh, best. Yeah.
1: Low teens, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah, <laughs> yeah. at best. So right. yeah, this this new um, this new light duty diesel is just it's a three liter, um, you know, four hundred and twenty pound feet of torque, two hundred and forty mm-hmm. horsepower, just a phenomenal. You know, from a from a from a capability standpoint. Um, yeah, whether it's in the truck or in the Grand Cherokee, just uh, you know, a phenomenal
1: product. Well, let me point something out. Uh, if people are listening, if they got about a pencil and piece of paper, yeah, it's not uncommon to spend hundred dollars a week on gasoline. If right. you're if you drive any distance, and if especially if you've got to drive something other than a, you know, a little uh, uh, small mini car. So if you are able to double your gas mileage and you're spending $100 a week, um, just off the top of my head, that sounds like you're saving about 200 bucks a month, right. which right. you know really much justifies you going out and buying a new vehicle.
8: Just about. I mean, that helps with the payment for sure.
1: Right. Well, also, I, we're going to talk about diesels, and I wanted to hear a lot more about it. But before we do that, I want to comment a little bit about Jeep. And we had the opportunity, uh, it's, well, I guess it was last year now, that we went up to a, a small lake right up above Mammoth. And there's a particular type of much sought after, very rare, very few people have ever caught, which is a golden trout. But in order to get to this area, they, they usually live around nine to 11,000 feet from what I understand, the road that went up you goes mammoth a little bit towards uh, uh, 395 and then you make get this dirt road and you start climbing and then climbing <laughs> some more and it's uh, kind of on this the, the little road i wouldn't call it a road um, mm-hmm. it, I'm not even a cow path would be a proper mm-hmm. name for it but all the way up the road was narrow and it was filled with uh, rocks or boulders about the size of bowling balls. And these were not the kind of things that you could go around because the road was narrow and there was too many of them. You had to go over them and literally crawl over them. Well, I don't believe that there's a vehicle that you could drive off the showroom floor that could make that drive. I mean, if you got a uh, uh, tricked-out off-road thing, that's one thing. But something that you could uh, deliver, uh, go to the store in, and then use it for going to that access. And if you didn't have a vehicle like that, you couldn't get there. Right. But right. that was very, very impressive. And you know, and I guess most of we we had a truck, and I'm not, and, and there was a, a was it a Wrangler or something? But was what did we have on that?
8: Yeah, we had we had actually had a couple of Wranglers. We had a Grand Cherokee, and then we had that uh, the Ram Power Wagon.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think I was in the Cherokee. That was comfortable. Uh, right. You just kind of just don't look over the edge. <laughs>
8: right yeah if you remember i think i think it, it was like a three mile long trail mm-hmm. but it took us almost two hours to drive that three miles because it was yeah. so steep well it was
1: it was it was walking speed i don't think it was quite that long but it was you know <laughs> you weren't you weren't going very fast that's for sure right. Right. but you know you wouldn't want to walk it you couldn't walk it so unless you had a horse if you wanted to drive your gear up there i I that's really what it takes and that's right. what jeep's about
8: right yeah No. know it's you know, it's, it's, it's uh, the refinement, it's the safety, it's the fuel economy, but it also has to maintain the capability. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what Jeep and, and Ram are all about is, mm-hmm. is we realize that people, you know, they still want to get out there and do things. Whether, whether you're trying to get to that lake, you know, on, on existing trails and roads or whether you're hauling a boat, you know, we have to maintain that capability. Right. Um, it's, well, it's, 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 it's fun.
1: Scott, we're going to do something for you because you're so special. We normally divide the show into segments, and what we're going to do is because you were uh, on the phone when we first tried to get you, we're going to hold you over to the next break for about five or six minutes if you don't mind doing that. Yep, that's awesome. And there's a couple of things, and maybe some people are thinking about it, but you're listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be back in two minutes. 800-474-BAJA.
0: For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about. Doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve.
9: Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org it's time for you to take a real fun adventure join a hosted fishing adventure to alaska or baja with the staff of fish talk radio real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire bring your fishing friends or meet new ones Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com.
6: Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V-Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V-Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Hmm.
1: Welcome back to Talk My Radio, and we, again, do something we don't normally do, but Scott is um, so interesting and and such a high-profile person that he's hard to get in touch with. We've got him right now, so we didn't want to let him go. Scott, we just got through talking about uh, some of the new products, and we commented on the, the clearance and the ability of some of your vehicles if you really, really need to crawl over rocks, but we talked a little bit about fuel economy and diesel. Would you mind giving a couple of minutes and just concentrate on that particular engine? It's available um, to be put into to you know some of your different lines. But let's talk about that engine itself, if you don't mind.
8: Yeah, I know it's a it's a light duty diesel. I think a lot of people realize that Ram trucks. We've had that big Cummins engine, a 6.7 liter, um, you know, class leading engine. You know, it'll haul a trailer up to 30,000 pounds up to. Like eight hundred pound feet of torque, but that's mainly in our heavy duty trucks. Um, those big engines are like an eight thousand dollar option. Um, so, you know, it's it's for the guys that are hauling big, big stuff and and um, and driving lots of miles. Um, there has not been a light duty diesel for for decades. I mean, by light duty is is a, a diesel engine, smaller diesel engine in the half ton pickup truck. Um, we, our relationship with Fiat, um, they, they partially own a company called VM Motori, mm-hmm. which is an engine powertrain company in Italy, and they've got a really nice 3-liter diesel engine, so it's a nice small diesel engine. Um, we put an 8-speed automatic transmission behind that. It pumps out about 420 pound-feet of torque wow. and, about, and about 240 horsepower. Um, and just, just to give you uh, an example, when we started putting Cummins engines in Ram trucks, Back in 1987, the original 5.9-liter engine got about 400 pound-feet of torque. And so this engine is half the size, um, and it's got more torque than that, that original diesel engine. Um, well, so
1: let's, it, let's, let's repeat that again. 400 foot-pounds of torque, and the torque, uh, most people have an understanding, but the torque is what actually twists the wheels and makes them turn yeah, and, well, the torque, the, torque and pulling power.
8: Yeah, torque is pulling power. Torque is the muscle, you know. A lot of people like in horsepower to, you know, go fast, mm-hmm. you know, the hot the hot rodders and stuff like that, but torque is what works. And so, for the guys that are pulling boats, they want torque. And and okay. torque is typically, especially in diesel engines, it's available at very low RPMs. Mm-hmm. Um again, that's what you want when you're pulling something out of a boat well. You know, you don't want to be revving your engine. You want your engine just to be working at a 1, 1,500 RPMs, and you want that power right then and there.
1: That is um, incredible.
8: So yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the exciting thing is, you know, people that had light duty trucks that you know they're not pulling anything over eight, you know, seven, eight thousand pounds. I and mean, the new light duty Ram with this diesel engine will will haul a trailer up to ninety, I think ninety two hundred pounds. You know, and there's a lot of people that are pulling bass boats. You now, they're pulling smaller trailers, 4,000 pounds, 3,000 pounds, 6,000 pounds. Well, this truck, you know, will be an unbelievable asset there. Um, they're, they're quiet. Um, again, lots of torque, great fuel economy. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Well, so I, I know that one of the problems with diesel engines in the past is the uh, pollution. So, right. it, you know, but what they've done is obviously solved that problem. But you're talking about torque uh, that's probably three times that what you would expect from a gas engine similar to that. Yeah
8: for sure you know they, like a, a three liter three or 3.6 liter pentasar engine um you know gets right around um 260 pound feet of torque mm-hmm. so a, a gas engine that's bigger um you know gets around 150 yeah. almost 200 pound feet yeah. of torque less than this
4: engine wow.
8: and yeah i mean and yeah one thing the engines have they're a lot cleaner from an emission standpoint Um, We do add urea. There are particulate traps. There's a lot that we have to do. And the engines, they do cost a premium because Mm -hmm. they are more expensive to make. But, you know, when you're going to be doubling your fuel economy, for those guys that are towing, you're definitely going to be doubling your fuel economy.
1: Well, also, everybody knows the longevity of diesels and the simplicity to operate. So that sounds very exciting. How would you recommend people find more information about that engine and maybe where it can be used?
8: You know, ramtrucks.com. Oh, that's easy. that's the best place is just go to
1: RamTrucks.com. Fantastic. Scott, this is exciting. We're going to have to bring you back and talk some more about it. But it sounds, sounds like technology is finally coming full, uh, uh, fully around in the automotive and now in the, the light truck stage. So I appreciate that, Scott. Thanks, John. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to see if we can find Tony at Diamond Valley Lake, which is uh, actually it is a jewel in California. Tony, you there? Okay. And g- first of all, it, it is a jewel, and it's, it hasn't been around that long, and it was a, a, a lake that was one of the few reservoirs that I think that before they built it, they realized the recreation possibilities of it, and mm-hmm. they kind of created it as they built it. Would that sound right?
4: Yes, definitely.
1: And can you give us a little bit of an idea of where it is and you know, what it, it makes that lake a little bit more special?
10: Um, Well, the fishing here is phenomenal and all summer it's been pretty good. Um, We are actually having our 10-year anniversary, you said it wasn't here for too long, but we're actually having our 10-year anniversary in October, Um, we're going to be having some little activities and seminars and stuff, so. I know, I just realized
1: that, yeah, yeah. I I misspelled it on the paper, yeah. the w- again, when it was built, you know, they kind of built in some structure, and then of course, still some leaves and th- or trees and shrubs are left in that. But yes. can you give us a little bit more information about the lake itself and how deep, how wide, and what they did to it to create this? And are they putting, um, are they stocking the lake?
10: Um, we're actually going to be stocking probably at the end of October to mid-November. We're going to be stocking trout. And we normally stock trout every two weeks during the winter. Mm -hmm. um, And we stock 2,000 pounds normally every two weeks. Mm
4: -hmm.
10: Um, And as far as the lake, we are, I believe, four and a half miles long and two and a half miles wide. Mm -hmm. Right now, our elevation is uh, 17, 14, which means we're about 42 feet down because they were taking water out all summer. But uh, they built this, I think they started building it in 1996. Mm-hmm. And they found lots of fuel, or fuel, sorry, fossils. Fossils, yeah. Fossils. As a matter of fact, they've got, got a
1: p- kind of a little—I I don't know if you'd call it a museum or yes, a, a visitor center there—that that that they've uh, put together some of the skeletons they've found. It's fascinating.
10: Yes, th- there's a museum and a visitor center, and mm-hmm. both have uh, information on what they found in the lake. So.
1: That is fascinating. Uh mm-hmm. you know kind of makes you wonder <laughs> what's down there, especially yeah. you know, I've always I'm not a geologist, and I'd like to learn more about it because you've got what a desert that appears to you know been at, at best the floor of uh, an ocean at one time and they dig mm-hmm. down and they find all these fascinating uh, creatures that were here a long time before we were.
10: Exactly. <laughs>
1: okay. And the Let's let's talk a little bit more about the accommodations and facilities that you have there. It's a day-use lake, right?
10: Yes, we're day-use. We're open every day of the year except for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we go with the sun, so we close, or we open at sunrise and close an hour before sunset. Mm -hmm. And um, we have boat rentals, we have bike rentals, You can go hiking or bike riding on our trails. Um, You can just go for a boat ride, go fishing. We have lots of things to do here. Well, only day use.
1: As we move into the fall, is it time to put your gear away and uh, p- stack it up for the winter? What's, a, what's it f- like fishing that lake in the fall and winter?
10: It's actually pretty phenomenal, especially for trout, since we stock trout every couple of weeks. Um, it's good for trout and striper. Striper will start feeding on the trout, so using anything that looks like a trout as a lure will mm-hmm. catch you a striper.
1: Well, we were talking to someone earlier. Uh, about putting trout in um, the uh, some of the lakes, and you can catch the trout, but uh, it's primarily bass food. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, that's the, the
10: that's what they uh, call the trout when we stock it. They call it striper food. So. Striper
1: food. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Now stripers are, uh, and I assume you get out there once in a while, so you're oh, yeah. able to hook some.
10: Definitely. The I've I've hooked a 20 pound striper before, and. They're really good eating, I could tell you that. <laughs> they
1: are some of the best, you know, mm-hmm. really kind of light white meat that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, without bones and very, very tasty. So, you know, yeah. if you want to keep one and take it home with you, I guess that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, especially, you know, when we, when we talk about fishing and lakes, and we we're talking to Jason about bass fishing, y- you never, you know, kill a, a smallmouth or a bigmouth. But yeah. uh, striped bass are a little bit different from that, especially when you're in an area like you are where it's kind of a put and take lake mm-hmm. but you don't have to put the the uh, the stripers in the lake you just have to feed them is that sound about right
10: pretty much they are I mean the limit here for striper is 10 per person so we have so much stripe in here they grow so fast their population so it's just that's why the limit is so much because I mean, we're trying to get our sh- lots of striper out of here since we have so many.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Well, yeah. if you need some help. <laughs>
10: yeah.
1: <laughs> now, do you catch those from the shore? Do you need a boat, or can you do whatever you want? Or what do you what do you recommend?
10: You can catch them from the shore, especially when we stock the trout. Because normally, when we stock it, we stock it um, off of our launch ramp, mm-hmm. and there's a shoreline access right next to the launch ramp. So, but I always recommend getting a boat because you always have more access to the lake and right. different areas of the lake. And Chances are better on a boat, but you can still catch fish on offshore lines.
1: Well, is there any chance that you might be able to give me some secret information about when you're going to be stocking?
10: I don't know for sure. <laughs> you when. just don't, you
1: just you're not allowed to say, are you?
10: Well, actually no. We, we actually have to go off the water surface water temperature. So uh-huh. as soon as it reaches 72 degrees, then we can mm-hmm. start stocking trout. But right mm-hmm. now it's at about 81 or 82.
1: Right. Well, I can tell you one of the favorite things that uh, that you know, somebody that likes to catch fish is the uh, the tanker trucks that they use. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you find one driving down the road, follow it.
10: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if so many people do that. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and and not only we stock, but Fish and game also stock trout. Right. And we never we never really know when they're going to stock. They stock on the other side of the lake. But
1: gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get some information from you, Tani. It's Diamond Valley Lake, and there's a website, I believe. Is it? Uh, I, I think yeah, I remember. I'll let you tell me.
10: It's
1: dvmarina.com. dvmarina.com. Yes. And you can, or you can give, uh, check on that. Give uh, Tanya a call at Diamond Valley, and she'll give you some tips. And she might even tell you when they're going to stock. Yes.
10: Okay. As soon as I know, I promise I will let everybody know. (laughs) Thank you,
1: Tanya, so much. We appreciate you coming on. You you. are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and of course, we're going to take a quick break and get on with a lot more fun.
5: The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass, and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612.
6: the finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
9: It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com.
1: It is Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan, sitting here in the studio all by myself. We normally have a co-host, but I couldn't find anybody. Everybody's out fishing. So <laughs> we're just going to sit here and talk, and I'll talk <laughs> I'll talk to Rob, our, our board operator. That's what we've been doing anyway. Well, a couple of things that we might be able to go over and take care of a little bit of business. We, When we talk to Jason Grupp at Alisol Ranch, Jason is a premier guide, and we're going to see if we can start working together and putting some trips together and we've got a couple of them in mind but if there's what we do with real fun adventures which is a part of fish talk radio is we put trips together and instead of just you know sending you off and then you show up down there and somebody takes you fishing what we like to do is you call them group trips or hosted trips where you know myself or you know or someone similar will go with you, so that you don't have to you don't have to do anything. I mean, you just if you can carry your luggage on the airplane, that's pretty much in, all you have to do is once you once you get organized. And uh, we always have a lot of fun. It's a good time to to meet other people. If you don't have a fishing buddy, that's perfect because by the time you get back, you will. If you do have a fishing buddy, you know then just come and join the fun with us. It's a lot of fun. And we always specialize in trips of tremendous value. And, you know, of course, and value, price and value are two different things. And But most of them are very, very affordable. I say if, you know, if you got a paper route, you can afford to go on some of these trips. We have one coming up soon, which would be November 3rd until the 7th. And we're going to be going to one of the premier fishing areas in the world, which is East Cape and Baja Sur, which is... Uh, but oh uh, maybe a couple hours drive north of Cabo San Lucas on the Bay of the Palms and we're staying at the Palmas de Cortez which is a certainly the nicest resort in the area and it's certainly a place that you know if you want to bring a lady along with you and she doesn't want to fish not a problem it's uh pools and, and beaches and and uh you know swim up bars and it's just a, a great, fun way to get away, and by that time of the year, depending on where you live in the country, you might welcome a little bit of warm weather, because if, in November we've got the, the water temperature should still be in the low 80s, that's the water temperature, so that the, the great fishing, because most of the best fish like the warm water, the great fish will still be there, but they, the sun will not be as intense. And it's just a, a great time. So we'd like to invite you on that. We've got a couple of ideas coming up. And if anybody has some ideas or if they just want some information about where to go and what to do, we'd be more than happy. And if you just give me a call, um, I'm certainly not an expert on everywhere, but there, I might be able to give you some tips, whether it's to Alaska or Costa Rica or Baja. And you know, we can always get you in touch with somebody that's a local expert uh, for more information on that. And we just do that as because it's fun, and we want to get people off the couch. And when I say people, I don't just mean the man of the house. You know, it is uh, you know it's it's a great time. We're finding a lot more women that are becoming involved in the sport, and we get a lot more women listeners, and it's a growing trend. And and there's good reason for it actually, is when people that uh, fly fish say that women usually have a, a more of a natural ability because of their um, their less aggressive nature, I guess, <laughs> which makes it, uh, makes it easier for them to go. And so we'd like to do that. Give us an idea where you might want to go. And then also, Grizz is not here, but you can follow him on ASOB online. And we're moving right along with that. And Fish Talk Radio is spreading all over the country. You can listen to it anywhere on the Internet. and We're on 24 broadcast stations. So if you want to find out how to do that, get in touch with us and we'll tell you. But we really appreciate you tuning in today. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. And we've had a good time and we'll talk to you again next week.